0: Welcome to the 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, January 6th, 2023. And Jessica, what's going on?
1: Welcome back, Nick.
0: Hello. Hello. We took a few weeks off over the holiday and we're back at it. So are you ready to work in 2023?
1: Heck yeah, let's jump right in. All right. Great communities are partnerships of residents, private businesses, community organizations, and then government. And when thinking about our communities in 2023, there is a lot happening. And I think one of the challenges can be that there are a lot of moving parts. So how do you decide which areas to focus on right now? And what things might be able to wait a little while. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. So one of the ways is to survey residents. Find out what's important to them, what's on their minds, and what they'd like to see either continue or be done differently. And O'Fallon has done just that. They survey residents every two years, and the most recent survey gave some good insights into what's important to people. Okay. So residents were asked questions, and then those responses were compared to the responses from 600 other communities. And compared to the other communities like ours, O'Fallon ranked higher in several key areas. Overall economic health of the city, overall quality of our infrastructure, overall direction of the city, and the vibrancy of the downtown. Okay. Interestingly, but not surprisingly, back in 2018, only 46% of O'Fallon respondents rated the vibrancy of the downtown as excellent or good, so there was quite a bit of room for improvement there. But fast forward to 2022, that number's up to 72%. Well, there's
0: been a lot of effort.
1: Absolutely. This is directly related to the fantastic business owners, the work of the downtown district, the Vine Street Market. They have all worked really hard to attract a lot of interest and investment and energy into our downtown. In fact, the sales tax in the downtown district increased over 65% from fiscal year 21 to fiscal year 22 And the value of the properties in downtown has increased 33% in recent years. So those are all really good markers that the downtown district is more vibrant than ever.
0: I know a lot of communities are working very hard to revitalize their downtown areas, and it does take time. Yep. We can point to efforts dating back to 2014 that have contributed to the redevelopment of our downtown.
1: For sure. A few other areas that were higher compared to other communities. We ranked higher in the categories for both well planned residential and well planned commercial growth. And then we ranked higher than 94% of other communities when it comes to overall quality of new developments. And then shout out to two specific industries that were the highest ranking in the survey healthcare. And the library. Very cool. Responses relating to questions about access to quality health care and preventative services were in the top 2 and 3% of all communities. And then the library services rank in the top 6%.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And I'm sure there were other areas that didn't quite rank as high, too. That's true.
1: One area of notable improvement that came through on the survey is walkability and bikeability. So residents feel strongly that there can be some major improvements in how we get around town when we're not driving. And this came through on both the citizen survey as well as the master plan for the parks. So knowing this, efforts are being made to develop additional walking and biking trails, for example, The city received a grant to update the Bike Trail Master Plan. They also received a grant for a shared use path around the community park, and all of that is part of that projected $8 million community park enhancement project, and we've covered that in a previous episode. They're looking to add more walking paths as well as light those trails. They've also received a planning grant to study improvements to Highway 50, and part of that is to include walking and biking accessibility. And finally, $125,000 per year is included in the capital improvement plan to fund trail construction. Okay. Another area with room for improvement is opportunities to experience more arts and culture. And although we rank the same as a lot of other communities in this, the responses from our residents indicate that they would like to see more events and activities centered around different forms of arts and then incorporating more culture.
0: Well, with so much potential to go a lot of different ways in 2023, it's good to have this citizen survey to help planning and development for the upcoming year. So Jess, what else do we know?
1: Well, switching gears, the Girl Scouts of Southern Illinois are asking for your assistance. They are looking for local businesses that would be willing to allow Girl Scout troops to set up a booth in front of their store for a few weekends in late January through February in order to sell their cookies, Cookie sales help the troops as they learn about goal setting, decision making, money management, and their people skills.
0: Mmm, cookies. Now I've heard there's a new one in 2022. Is that true?
1: It is true. But first, you know how the cookies are called different things depending on where you live? Yes. So the Scouts have two different bakers and they make the same cookies, but they're called different things.
0: Okay. So they're either called Caramel Delights or Samoas. Right. And you've got peanut butter sandwiches or dosi
1: That's right. And fun fact... This is the first time that both cookie bakers will introduce the same cookie under a single name. There's a new cookie called Adventurefuls, and it is a brownie inspired cookie topped with caramel flavor cream and a hint of sea salt.
0: Ooh, that sounds good. I brownie think so. cookies, yeah. yeah.
1: So if you're a business interested in working with the scouts to set up a booth at your business, we'll link to that contact information in the show notes.
0: Sounds good. So Jess, what's on the calendar?
1: Well, before we get into that, I want to offer congratulations to the newly announced Leadership Institute Class of 2023. Lead In is the Chamber's Young Professionals group that meets once a month for nine months, and we get together to learn about all of the things that build our community. The application process wrapped up and a committee selected this year's group. Now, last year's class, they were fantastic. They were exceptionally talented in strategic thinking. And I always look forward to how the new class is going to excel on the different strengths that they bring both as individuals and as a group, and they look phenomenal. So I get most excited, though, because I don't know a lot of these names. Okay. So to me, that's the best part. We're finding these sort of stealth leaders who've been out there this whole time, but maybe they didn't have sort of a way to showcase their interest in community leadership until now. Our first lead-in meeting is at the end of this month, and I can't wait. So it is no doubt going to be another great year.
0: Congrats to the newly selected class. Absolutely.
1: Today is Friday, January 6th, 2023. We're not tracking anything for this weekend. I think people are probably using this as like a recovery weekend.
0: Probably, just staying in and recharging after a busy holiday season. For sure.
1: But Monday, January 9th is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. This is a day to recognize the hard work and sacrifices of those who serve and protect. And even when they're not in uniform, our officers are still making a difference in the community. Last year, they were the highest fundraising group for the Special Olympics Polar Plunge. They raised over $42,000 at that single event. And when you add that to their other fundraising efforts, they helped provide over $70,000 in community support last year. And I think despite the challenges they face, our law enforcement officers continue to serve with courage and dedication.
0: Big thanks to our officers.
1: Absolutely. And then Thursday, January 12th, is the next Pub Table Historian, Brian Keller, who is our resident historian. He's going to talk about winter storms in O'Fallon, including the epic snowstorm of 1982. This starts at 6 p.m. at Gears, which is inside the Bike Surgeon. And Nick, that's all we've got for this week.
0: Sounds good. Well, on that note, I've got to get going.
1: Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure.